Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy and blessed Saturday to everyone out there. We are live on YouTube, Odyssey, DLive, Rumble, and for the first time, I'm actually trying a stream through Locals. That's right. I, I figured out a way to send the stream to Locals as well. So, for those that are able to watch on Locals, let me know how things come through. I imagine that it may not be the best in the world, but hey, let me know if you are over there and if things are coming through okay. But we got some stuff to talk about tonight. I know everyone is is just exhausted. I know everyone is just so, so tired about the rings of power and talking about the rings of power. So don't worry, we won't spend too much of tonight's show talking about it. But there are a couple of things that I just... I just have to get off of my chest, especially about the ending of of the uh, most recent episode. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that, and we'll also give us an update about the box office, where the box office currently stands, and what it means for new films like Smile, which I've been hearing some pretty good things about, and other movies as well. So. We'll talk about that and also our general movie talk discussion as well. Before we go any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, lap that fire button on Odyssey, smash the rumble button, and whatever you can do over on, on Locals, go ahead and uh, and do that as well. Let us say hello to some people. Let's start off in the YouTube chat. Again, we are all over the place tonight, and I'm sure that I will not go crazy at some point in the future. Jonah Hex, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. We got Orange Chat Reviews saying good evening, Asgard. Robin Williams would be so proud. Howdy, Odin. Howdy, 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 Orange Chat Reviews. We got Metal Mike in the chat. Hail to you. Mark Lizette, don't worry. We're not going to spend too much time on Rings of Bawa. But uh, in a general sense, we can very, very simply say that it just it just sucks. The writing is just atrocious. And the ending of the most recent episode, I think, is a great sign of that. Uh, by the way, WG already has donated $100 via Streamlabs. Thank you so very much for circumventing Mama Susan, saying, Hi there, Odin. Great work. Keep up the great reviews. Well, thank you very much, WG. I very much appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, have not been able to review as many movies as I would have liked to, but there really haven't been a lot of films coming out, though what I've been hearing about the movie Smile does definitely have me uh, interested. It's piqued my interest, to say the very least. So thank you, WG, for your very incredibly generous donation there. We got GMonkey76 in the chat. We got Laura, the monomajor general of the channel, driving. Make sure that you drive safely. Good madam. Good miss. Uh, FUZ, what's going on? Welcome back. We got Bruce in the chat. We got David L. is a member saying, Rangs of Power still may be one of the best series I will never watch. Ever. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I would actually probably say it's probably one of the worst shows that you will never watch. Ever, 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 ever. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, how about a hockey play? What's going on? Gus, what is going on? By the way, happy October, everybody. Crazy, 
Crazy, crazy, crazy that we're already in the month of October. We have one week left of the first quarter at school, so we'll be having our fall break the following week, and it's just crazy to me. So, so crazy to me that the the year has gone by so quickly, the school year has gone by so quickly, and we're already, of course, feeling that fall weather here in the great state of Tennessee, and it's feeling phenomenal. And again, just insane how much time has actually gone by. Super Anime Gayo, uh, Super Anime Gamer, hey, what is up, my dude? What's going on, Super? How's it going? We got Stephanie B in the chat. Hail to you, Stephanie B, one of my Valks. Great to have you here, as always. Uh, it says, Tina will be here in a little while. She was at a Fathom movie event today with some friends. Well, hopefully she had some fun. 70B, thank you very much for being here. Shout out. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, hail to you. Sherry Allen, what's going on, Sherry? Hope you are doing well. God bless you, good miss. Lance Mala says, good evening to you and everyone in the chat. What's going on, Lance Mala? And before you even ask, no, I, I don't have plans to watch uh, Extreme Rules. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't care. The only thing that piques my interest is that I've heard some rumblings and rumors that Bray Wyatt might be coming back because of all the White Rabbit song playing between things, setting things up. That could be cool, but I just, again, I, I, I just, it's hard for me to put any trust back in the product uh, after just years of of blandness and the fact that Roman Reigns is still on top. I, I just once Roman Reigns gets taken down, which might not be for a very long time, then maybe I'll I'll consider it. But they would have to do quite a bit to get me back. Quite a bit to get me back. Um Bray Wyatt returning would definitely be a big part of it, but you know it is what it is. Cacao and Cookies Minions, what's going on? Hail to you, WG again. Thank you so very much for that generous donation. Alex McCarthy says, How do you and how's it going? How's Thor? Thor's doing just fine. Had some toddler moments, of course, today, but we watched, um, yeah, we, we watched almost all three of the OG Star Wars films today. He loves them. It's a it's our weekend thing. He he gets up in the morning, he's like, All right, it's the weekend. We're we're watching Star Wars. And uh, and so baby Thor was like, All right, we're we're going into it. And hey, it's it's nice. He he loves it. He loves talking to the film. He loves having conversations about the characters, and it gives me time also to work on some uh, some rosaries, do some handmade rosaries. Finally, been waiting about a month it seems for an order of of more beads for the rosaries to come in because I'm making some for my students, and it looks like because it was such a massive order, there may have been some that uh, were not actually sent. So I had to send an email about that because that's not cool. But we'll have to wait and see. Ryan Welch, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. YouTube me, what's going on? General Wingster, hail to you. Uh, it is a white background today because it is a Saturday of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so I figured I would go with the white. I could go with the green as it is officially a feria day. And we are in the time after Pentecost. But I decided instead to uh, to do the white for the Blessed Mary. Uh, the Blessed Virgin Ever Mary. It's Virgin Ever, Ever Virgin Mary. There we go. Because month of October, actually, for those that don't know, is the month of Mary. The month of the rosary, especially. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, Odin, Geeks and Gamers got mentioned on a Peacock show. Did they really? Nice. That's pretty cool. I don't remember hearing about that. Again, I'm off the social medias, and so I'm, I'm assuming that that's where it was, it was meant, uh, where it was first discovered. But I didn't see any conversation about it on the 
uh, Geeks and Gamers uh, teams. Uh, let's see. Rob D says, Hello, Odin. I watched Moonfall last night. I thought it was actually pretty good. I I don't think good is is the right word for the film. I, I don't think the movie is 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 terrible. I, I don't think that the movie is 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 the worst in the world. But I, I definitely think that the film is, is I, good would not be the word I would use for it. I, I would say that it, it, it fits into that category of if you have nothing to do and you want to have a movie on in the background, I think that that film kind of fits the bill. That, that's kind of where I am with that. Um, Odyssey, we got Egg over there. Hail to you. Thank you very much, Egg, for joining us tonight. Uh, and uh, appreciate you being here. We also, over on Rumble, what's going on, Rumble fam? King Kane Rumshki, always holding down the Rumble fort, says, When was the last time you swore? Um, well, I honestly, I, I can't honestly remember. Because there have been definitely a, a couple of times. There have definitely been a couple of times where just out of anger and frustration in my regular everyday life where, you know, something happens and then it's just, it's that unfortunately natural reaction for so many of us. Um, but I honestly, like as far as actual knowledge of the last time, I don't remember. I'm not not saying that I haven't done it. I haven't done it in like years, but it is definitely something that I, I don't do very often. It's very, very rare. Um, I actually am the one typically who has to remind my wife, like, hey, we should probably should probably watch your language around the little one. Not that she swears like a sailor or anything, but again, that's just <laughs> for a basis. She swears that much more than I do, which I don't really swear really at all. Um, and again, uh, we are live over on Locals. Right now I see that there is one person watching. Uh, J.H. Schwalbach is watching. What's up, J.H. Schwalbach? Thank you very much for for watching the stream. Hopefully, you're finding it entertaining. Hopefully, things are coming through okay. Hopefully, you can uh, hear and see everything that is going on. Leave some comments in the chat if you so wish. All right. Let's go ahead and get back into the YouTube chat as we are behind, as always. Just kind of the way things go here. We typically fall about 20, 30 minutes behind in the chat. And especially now that I am all over the place, even more so than before... Yeah, that means I'm going to be behind. And so I guess that would be a good point to to give my spiel about the Rings of Power out of the way. I know that it seems that it has been a main topic for a lot of YouTube channels. And obviously, last night on Friday Night Tights, we, we talked about it for the vast majority of the almost four-hour show. And so, yes, I, I totally understand that people are kind of burnt out about it. But I still want to be able to talk about it because there are some people who don't watch Friday Night Tights for, for whatever reason. Could be the length, could be a wide variety of reasons. And so I just wanted to give my general thoughts about the most recent episode because the show does indeed suck. It's, again, this is not a surprise to anyone. It's not a spoiler to anyone, but it is something that does need to be said because the writing of the show is just so lazy that they think in many ways they're being clever with some of the things that they're doing. And in the end, it just shows... To me, it makes it difficult because... For those that are enjoying the show, it's hard for me to kind of understand in any capacity as to why they would enjoy it. I mean, other than someone saying, well, it looks nice. That doesn't really say much, though, about the actual story. It kind of reminds me of people who tend to, uh, you know, defend things like Avatar, for instance, and say, well, Avatar's great. It's like, yeah, have you actually paid attention to the story recently? And then there's not a lot of defenses that can be made for the just 
atrocious story that is from from the first Avatar film back from 2009. And that is how I feel about this show is that anyone who defends it is either a bot online is someone who ha- again just can turn their brain off in in a very impressive fashion in an impressive way or is someone who I don't know they're willing themselves to enjoy it like I don't really see how anyone who pays attention to stories and wants really good well-told stories can enjoy this property and and it really comes down to the, the main thing that I wanted to talk about was the very end of the episode. Because the end of the episode is meant to, and for those that care about spoilers, I, I guess, you know, mute for the next few minutes. But the very end of the episode, what happens is, is the sword turns out to be a key. And this key, when turned, creates this chain of events that has... Essentially, this water reservoir break, but it does so in such a way where it's it's just mechanical. The water is being directed in a very specific way. And so to me, when I saw that, I said, okay, so the writers of this show have maybe seen just one too many episodes or rather have played one too many games of Mousetrap. I don't know if anyone else thought about that when, when that was happening, if you did watch it or if you did see that scene. But the whole time I'm like, this is Mousetrap. It's like, oh, we, we've built up to this point, and now we're going to do the thing, and then this thing is going to lead to the other thing, and then it's going to lead to the other thing, and then all of a sudden, boom, volcano. The problem, though, of course, is that in this process, right, of the water being unleashed from this reservoir, it then flows into the trenches that had been dug in previous episodes by, by the orcs. If you watch the Salty Nerd podcast streams on Saturday mornings, you would have had a greater appreciation for those trenches, because our friend Jeff, the tree, got, got got chopped down. But these trenches are conveniently dug in a way where that directs the water directly into an open hole where below there is liquid hot magma. And what they're supposed to be implying is that this combination of water and liquid hot magma creates a reaction that leads to an explosion. Now, of course, the major problem with it is that, well, that would happen maybe if it was a closed location and and pressure was built up, and obviously pressure creates explosions. The problem, of course, is that the, (laughs) the hole which the water falls from into the lava is a gigantic open hole. Meaning that when the water hits the lava, guess what? That pressure and evaporation goes where? Right back out of the hole. Where no pressure can actually be built. Where no pressure can actually exist. And so then the explosion that occurs, which is creating Mount Doom, for those that know anything about Lord of the Rings, does not make any sense. Now, a lot of things haven't made any sense. How do they fit all of those horses onto those three ships? There's no logical explanation as to that. How do they know exactly where to go after they land? No explanation as to that. How is it that they were able to travel across the land and across the sea so quickly? Numenor supposedly being a ways away from Middle-earth. Apparently, it takes, what, a day, it seems? Let alone the, the only few hours it takes for them to ride full speed towards this village where they know exactly where to go? But all of this is to set up for this whole volcano thing. You know, Mount Doom, the existence of Mount Doom. That's right. Mount Doom 
Guess what, everybody? Mount Doom's creation is a game of mousetrap. That's that. That's how stupid. That's how stupid this show is. They turn the creation of Mount Doom and, and, and the Blacklands, right, and the future kingdom of, of Mordor into a result of a game of mousetrap. And I hope that now, if anyone is watching that or is ever hearing about it in the future, will immediately think about the game Mousetrap. Because Mousetrap is a lot of fun. I love me some Mousetrap. I love me some Mousetrap. But the whole, yeah, there's this magical sword key that will create this chain reaction of water flowing to a volcano, with, with which has this open hole, so that, yeah, any thought of an explosion because of pressure goes out the window. So no, apparently either one... The water going into the volcano is actually like early grade or, or middle earth version of, <laughs> of fuel, of gasoline, something to that effect. Or, again, if you listen to the Salty Nerd podcast Saturday morning streams, it's that Jeff, the tree, actually happened to be uh, a massive explosive device. And as it's getting swept away in the river because it was left in the ditch it gets swept in and causes the explosion. Those are the only logical things that could possibly explain how that explosion happens. And then to the last point about the whole stupid Mordor volcano's origin story, which no one asked for, you then have this massive explosion that then leads to what essentially is the equivalent of a nuclear bomb where you have this mass radius of heat disintegrating everything within its path you see everything being disintegrated within its path, and yet, what happens? Oh, Galadriel. Galadriel stays there doing nothing, and if you've seen the preview for the next episode, is totally fine. She looks like a Cheeto. <laughs> so, so, uh, so trees, buildings, other life, life forms, they will be evaporated, but Galadriel will just turn into a Cheeto. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're working with here, people. That is what we are working with. But anyway, those were the main things I wanted to just rant about with, with Rings of Power because they were just ah, just so freaking stupid. So, so freaking stupid. Ah, anyway, let's head back over to Odyssey Jacques Lesuave. Time to say, I don't think these writers ever played a game of mousetrap. I think they read a brief Wikipedia synopsis and said, we could do that. Exactly. They're like, wait a minute. We could do a more simplified, less cool version of that. And hey, they did. King Kane says, I assume Thor is your second-born son. Oh, nay, nay. Firstborn. Firstborn. If it doesn't make sense within the logic of certain lores, I'm okay with that. It's, it's more of a... It's, it's more of his... It's his public name. It's his public nickname uh, for, for, of course, privacy reasons. So his, his legal name, of course, is not actually Baby Thor. But we call him Baby Thor here. By the way, Low Watermark, thank you very much for your $100 donation via Streamlabs. Low Watermark, whew, thank you. You and WG circumventing Mama Susan. YouTube ain't getting a dime of that. Just saying dot, dot, dot. Well, okay then. <laughs> thank you, Low Watermark, for your continued support on the channel. I really do appreciate it. You are awesome. All right, back into the YouTube chat. Bongo said hello. At 7.02. Shows you how far behind I get in the chat. Nathan Slay tagged to say, Good evening, Odin. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing just fine. Hail to you. We got Fuzzy, Fuzzy in the chat. 
Never know, never can remember how to pronounce the name, but I'm going to say Fuzi. What is going on? Uh, Bruce, am I not the only one who's allowed to donate? Well, you see, you you donate through through cash means, so you are still special in that regard, and I appreciate you for, for all that you do. Ambrose Chamberpot, what is going on? Hail to you. Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. He is the chaplain of the channel. Alex Barthi Tiny say, speaking of new movies, Hocus Pocus 2 was a big nope. Terrible, terrible movie. Yeah, my, my sister was asking, how can I watch it without getting Disney Plus? Which, it's weird because my, my sister's not the kind of person that would be opposed to Disney Plus for the reasons that, that I would be. Um, but <laughs> I was essentially like, well... You can pirate it if you really want to watch it. And she's like, well, through legal means. And I was like, well, I can help you out. It's it's through legal means, but it's, you know, it's in that it's in that gray territory, I guess. You know how you have those services where they're actually DVR services for your streaming services? Uh, one of them, it's called Play On. And it is one where you can put things in a queue and it'll play through and it'll record. Now, of course, you can only use it yourself. It it watermarks it with your own IP address to try to make sure of that. Um, But yeah, that's all I'll say about that. It's family. General Wingster, tag to say, uh, Rangs of Power summary, won't watch, don't care, now let's move on. Well, yeah, well, hopefully at least you found my commentary entertaining. Uh, Bongo says, is Baby Thor going to be Thor for Halloween? I don't think we decided on a Halloween costume this year. His uh, first Halloween, he went as a little pumpkin. No, correction. His first Halloween, he actually went as like several. He didn't. We actually didn't go trick-or-treating because that was, that was COVID year. That was 2020. Uh, and he was like just two weeks old. So we didn't do any trick-or-treating because he was a two-week-old little baby. But we, we, ha- we had a couple of costumes for him to wear. Um, his first actual Halloween, when he had just turned a year in October, he had play. He was a pumpkin. My wife was able to actually make a little pumpkin po- uh, costume for him. So yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. I think that we there's my wife is open to and, and likes the idea of matching costumes. I'm not really big into Halloween. I'm not really big into the whole costumes thing. It's just never been my thing. Uh, you know, except from when I was a kid. Um, obviously I would make exceptions for, for baby Thor, but yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. My, my guess is it's going to be something Star Wars related because, because he's obsessed with, with OG Star Wars. See, super says, not going to lie. I kind of love rings of power. I know it's not good, but a weird part of me looks forward to it every week and watching and troubleshooting. It has actually helped me with my writing. Uh, hopefully you mean that you enjoy it because of how terrible it is and you enjoy it because it allows you to pick it apart and realize, oh, this is what bad writing looks like. And ergo, now I can improve my own. <laughs> uh, Nathan Slay tagged to say, I'm not sure how reports of the budget of Barbarian went from 10 million to 4 million. Anyways, I hope that movie has great holds because I cannot recommend that movie enough. I loved it. Yeah, you mentioned that before, dude. We know how much you love that movie. So <laughs> no, no need to mention it again. I appreciate it, though. Um, yeah, and I, I, the budget that's on my website is that which was the budget as the day I was putting those numbers in for the first time. So if it is adjusted, I will relook at those numbers. And typically if it's a range, because sometimes you have sites reporting one over the other, if there's one where it's very much a, a much more credible site than the other, then I'll go with that one. If both seem to be credible, then I'll usually take the average between them. And uh, I think that usually keeps it the the most fair. So, anyway, Keck44, what's going on? Forever Sci-Fi in the chat. 
Hail to you. Brightburn says, where do you see the movie theater industry in 10 to 30 years, All Father? Um, it's going to be uh, more of a, like a specialty boutique type of industry. I, I think, honestly, that you're still going to have theaters because there is something unique to the big screen. And though in the next 10 to 30 years, more and more people of, of various economic backgrounds will be able to create their own, you know, at home theater and and their own massive big screen and, and basically recreate the theater experience, um, you know, within the, the means of, of their own income. I do think that's definitely going to happen technolo- technologically speaking in the next 10 to 30 years. There's still going to be something unique about the massive size of a, a general movie theater, the experience of watching it with with an audience, with other fans, things like that. So I do think it's still going to be around. It's just going to be more specialty, more boutique. It's going to be a lot more like a Texas. Um, oh, I don't know why I was going to say Texas Roadhouse, but Alamo Drafthouse. I, I could see more like Alamo Drafthouse happening. You've already seen a lot of AMC's adapting where many of them are becoming dine-ins as well. And uh, trying to add more premium offerings, the reclining seats, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that theaters will continue to adapt. But ultimately, I do th- see a lot of things being pushed uh, to, to, to be experienced more so in, in one's home. You know, it's much better in so many ways to not have to worry about strangers ruining your movie going experience, knowing and having full control over the image quality, the audio quality of your, your presentation um, the only issue really is that what do the studios do? The studios continue to have the deals with theaters to have that exclusivity for a certain amount of time, or do they start to basically say, yeah, we'll, we'll rent it out to you for, for X amount of money. And uh, who knows again, who knows what the actual studio system will look like at that point. That is, is really hard to say and predict at this, uh, at this time. Uh, anyway, over on Odyssey Right Wing, uh, the Right News says the Rings of Power is the most memeable show that ever existed. That is not nothing. Time will disassociate these abomination ri- abominable writers from the great J.R. Tolkien's world. His books will live on. The show will be sent to Hades, where it is uh, where where it was conceived. No, I, I agree. I think it is absolutely memeable for sure, and that's why I, I think that it's gonna end up being in that same level of of where a Morbius is, right? The first Morbius, you know, the, the Morbius movie was terrible, but meme culture was able to, again, quote unquote, save the movie to only a certain degree. It just means that, yes, it will continue to be talked about. The memes will keep on being used from it. But as far as it being its own distinct, unique voice and property that people are going to be talking about for, for decades and decades, like you see with, with the actual works of Tolkien, no, you're not going to see that for Rings of Power. Absolutely not. When the fact that the fourth episode... Right, two episodes ago, the most exciting thing to happen in that episode was the unfurling of the sails of a ship. That that tells you a lot about about the show and really what is lacking in the show, especially. King Kane Rumsky over on uh, over on Rumble says, "If Rings of Sour has a season two, are you watching it?" Um, so basically, it comes down to this: the only reason why I'm watching it even now. The only reason why I, I'm watching it even now is because of Friday Night Tights, because we talk about it, and because of the Salty Nerd podcast that I do on Saturdays to talk about. If, if it was just me and there was nothing else going on, I, I probably wouldn't be watching it, to be perfectly honest. I probably wouldn't be. Um, but yeah, I if there was a season two, I really don't want to watch any more of it. 
But uh, something tells me that Amazon might just try to will that thing into a season two. By the way, J.H. Schwalbach just sent a $20 tip over on Locals. Thank you very much, man, for not only watching on Locals, but also for, for that incredibly generous tip, man. Thank you. He says, I'm in. Had trouble with Locals, but I'm now all good. Love you, brother. Well, thank you, Jay Schwalbach. I appreciate that. Let me know what uh, some of the issues were. Was it that the stream wasn't working right away, that you couldn't get access to the stream? Uh, let me know. This is this is the first time I'm trying a, a multi-stream, including Locals. So, uh, let me know, man. And I very much appreciate your um, your very incredible generosity, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't have this set to be only for supporters, so anyone who's a follower on Locals should be able to, to jump in um, and, and chat. And it looks like right now we also have Digger Schmolken watching too, so thank you for watching over there. And yeah, let me know how things go and if there's any issues. Thank you very much, J.H. Schwalbach. I appreciate it, man. All right. Let us see. Back into the YouTube chats. Uh, I totally agree with that statement, General Wingster. Father Christopher Miller says, I convinced one of the fourth graders that there are only three Star Wars movies. The others that claim to be aren't. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But, but Father, hopefully you did it in such a way where you're not just lying to them about their existence. But maybe, hopefully, my hope is that you explained to them the nature of, okay, what does it mean to have something in essence? What does it mean to have something in... So I, ho I hope that you gave like an existential, especially to, the, to a fourth grader, that you gave an existential argument as to why, even philosophically, the first three Star Wars movies are, are the Star Wars films. And you could look at the prequels as being maybe quasi-Star Wars movies, and then the, the, the sequel trilogy as being, you know... Non, <laughs> whatever, whatever other philosophical term that we can come with. That that's what I want to see. I want to see someone write a, a, a like a full book or full dissertation on the philosophical uh, reasons as to why the Star Wars original trilogy are are the only actual Star Wars movies. I think that would be a fun read and uh, probably be fun writing for anyone who is interested in philosophy. See, super tag to say, uh, maybe Thor's love of Star Wars is adorable. Hope you never lose that. I, I hope so, too. It, it has been such an incredible uh, experience for me just because it is a way in which we're able to to bond. And as he gets older, he'll start to learn more about the, the fact that there's different versions. You know, why did George Lucas add in these extra things? And, um, and, and, and you know, we'll be able to actually have some more nuanced discussions about it. But it, yeah, it's just really fun right now to have it where, you know, in his toddler toddler stage because, one, he loves it, so it, it actually keeps him calm for quite a bit. Two, it's not one of these random shows that is just jumping around all over the place because there's just so many studies about the impact of that kind of content on, on the brain of, of those developing, of, of children developing especially. So the fact that he's in love with a long-form content Long takes, right? Not not a lot of back and forth stuff that 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 would mess with the attention span. I mean, again, as I've mentioned in previous streams, he will be locked in for a good hour, just sucking his thumb. Sometimes he'll see a character he likes, he'll smile, he'll talk, right? he'll have a conversation, but but he's locked in. He he doesn't get distracted. He doesn't you know run around or do anything. He is locked in. He is loving every moment of what he's seeing. And this kid has now seen the original trilogy several times. <laughs> now we only do that on weekends, 
right? During the week, he, he's in daycare. And then once he gets home, we, we have a routine of, of dinner and, and, and time for reading. And he still loves reading too. And we, of course, uh, right when it's getting close to bedtime, we'll, we'll of course, continue to, to continue to have reading be a big part of his life as well. But yeah, it's just amazing. It's just, a, it's amazing to see the, the development um, that he is going through. It's insane. It's insane that he's almost two as well, coming up in, in mid-October. The, the Feast of the Miracle of the Sun. See, Forever Sci-Fi, who is a member, says, I watched Infinite for the first time. It had good action and an interesting premise. I'd like to see more from the world it created. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of Infinite before, but glad to hear there's some good things out there. David L. says, uh, These bleeds, can you name that classic 80s reference? I, I don't know about these bleeds, but I, I guess like the, the only thing, like, does does he bleed? I don't know. I feel like it's a Rocky reference. I don't know. That's just me. Yes, Kakao, absolutely. It is also the first Saturday of the month. I unfortunately do not have a, uh, I do not have a Latin mass uh, stream near me, unfortunately. Let's see. Father says, it's the Feast of St. Therese today. Actually, that is incorrect, Father. Uh, I go by the 1962 calendar, and the Feast of St. Therese of the Child of Jesus is on Monday. So, yeah. There's that. Today is a feria, Office of the Blessed Virgin Mary, commemoration of St. Remigius. So, I like this one because it doesn't take away saints. Oh, there's so many things, Father. There's so many things. Father, I don't know if you've watched the Mass of the Ages documentaries, but you really need to. You really, really, really need to, Father. Out of, out of the goodness of your own soul. Uh, Sherry Allen says, I'm good at the moment. Glad, glad to hear it. Brian Barth, hail to you. Brian, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Um, Rings of Power sucks. When did you get to that conclusion, sarcasm, he says. <laughs> oh, believe me, very early on, from, from pretty much the very beginning of, of the entire series. All right, Chad has jumped on me like it always does. Luckily, no comments have been skipped. So again, please make sure you smash that like button. I have the fire button as well. And uh, again, thank y'all very much for, for hanging out tonight. This is a lot of fun. Let's see over on Rumble. Uh, Rumshki, King Kane Rumshki says, doesn't Star Wars have to have six movies since George Lucas did all of those? Well, again, that's that would be the argument. That would be the interesting take. If someone could philosophically show why the original three are the only three actual Star Wars movies. Um, you know, because I think George Lucas's involvement does not necessarily entail a, a a fully fledged Star Wars film. Now, I again, I know there's prequel defenders out there. I'm not one of them. I think the prequels are great from a completely comedic standpoint. Because uh, no matter what you try to say, the dialogue of those movies is garbage. But in the best way possible. It's, it's so bad, it's funny. Some of the performances are also so bad that they're funny. Um, so that's why, for me, it's like original trilogy is Star Wars. Prequels, they're quasi-Star Wars. And then the, the sequel trilogy, it's like, no, not, not even. We're not, we're not, we're not even going to go there. We're not even going to go there with that one. So, anyway. Thank you, King King Rumshki, for holding things down over on Rumble. All right, Chef Nick Nero, what's going on? Says, by watching your channel, we all guarantee our ascent into heaven. Hashtag. 
Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I hope and pray for my community, for all those who, who watch support. I absolutely pray. And, um, and that's also one of the reasons why I, I made making rosaries. So I'm not only making them for my students, but I make them for anyone who, who, who wants one. Um, you know, I got a wide variety of things that, you know, a wide variety of colors and, and types. So yeah, just reach out, contact me, let me know. And I, I'd be happy to send, send a rosary to you free of charge. That's why it's part of the reason, part of my, again, I really feel like it's part of my, my ministry. Brian Barr says, Saw Blonde must say, not for the casual audience akin to Passion of the Christ, probably not your cup of tea. Yeah, especially if it is not religious like Passion of the Christ is, I would imagine probably not. Scott McKenzie says, it really does suck. It really does. Absolutely rings of power does. You know, the, it doesn't even, you know, how sometimes there's shows that are bad, but there's some redeeming qualities. This one doesn't even really have that. There's a couple of characters where I'm like, hey, the acting for that character is actually not terrible. But then there's so many dumb things. Like, so for instance, the uh, the prince, um, the, the the dwarf prince, right? Who does the most, you know, he, he actually is a pretty good actor. I, I like him a lot. I find him to be compelling in his performance. But he is so Scottish and the dwarves are all so Scottish. And then they give him a line says, give me the reeds and give me, give me the meat and give it to me raw. It's like, come on people. Come on, man. It's just not good. It's, it's not good at all. Not good. Not very happy with, with how they've done this. Forever sci-fi. Whenever I hear about rings of power, one word comes to mind embezzlement. It's either embezzlement or it's the biggest waste of money on visual effects that we have ever seen. And we've seen a lot of money wasted on visual effects, but those are the only two options. <laughs> uh, Nathan Slay, I was worried a smile looked like truth or dare. Really uh, unintentionally funny, bad horror movie from 2018, full of dumb CGI, evil grins. Thankfully, it seems it's actually good. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about Truth or Dare. I had no interest in seeing that one because, as you mentioned, it just looked like a bunch of bad CGI smiles. But I have heard. I have heard a lot of good things. I have heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, 70B says, it turns on the Mountain of Doom. Actually, absolutely. It's the key. Are you the key master? <laughs> Stephanie says we have things to do on Saturday mornings well I mean it starts at I say Saturday morning is it starts at 1 p.m. it's from 1 to 3 p.m. so it's a morning stream because the salty crew are in in western time so it's it's a it's two to three hours earlier uh, I, I forget if Nevada is three hours earlier or or two so it is still morning for them but for us here in the east coast time 1 p.m. is not that early Thank you all for picking up the Dr. Evil reference. Uh, if I were ever sci-fi, why would they set set up a locked mechanism to set off a volcano instead of just setting off the volcano? Yeah, forever sci-fi. You you would think that that would be something. Not to mention, if, if Sauron is supposed to be as powerful as he is and, and a sorcerer, couldn't he uh, basically go into the volcano and do some type of magic sorcery to make that result happen instead of having to turn it into a game of mousetrap? I mean, just these are questions that I have. Uh, Abomination over on Odyssey says, what you mean? That line about meat could totally be mistaken for original Tolkien line. Of course, yes, because J.R. Tolkien was totally known for saying lines like, give me the meat and give it to me raw. 
I'm pretty sure if he were alive and he, if he were to read that, he would say, um, he would probably smack the person who wrote it and then tell them that they had to go to confession because of just how poorly written and just how very, hmm, what's the word? Out of taste, poor taste, that line truly is. It's just bad. It's just bad. Uh, Scott McKenzie, the show is full of absurdities. Yep, absolutely. There was a, a great point being made earlier by Matthew Kadish on the Salty Podcast, and it was one where it was funny. We were going in a direction because the sun was rising up behind the writers, right? The uh, hundreds of writers that could not have possibly have fit onto all of the ships, right? And and could not have possibly have gone to that point when <laughs> when they were. But then the big question was asked, wait a minute, we've kind of established, right, where the east and where the west is in relation to this town. And I think we got to the point where we could have actually gone down that path of trying to showcase in, you know how things aren't consistent but we just we basically got to a point where we're like okay we don't okay i don't even care enough to actually try to do the math in my own head about whether or not the sunrise is is actually going in the right direction or not uh it's just it's just so bad it's just so bad it really is 70b says what is mousetrap you've never played mousetrap before oh stephanie b come on I used to I used to actually never I actually used to never play Mousetrap. I would only ever set it up. Because the the setup is what was was a lot of fun. Let me see if I can find a uh a good Oh man, now now this is now this is uh throwing me back a little bit. So let me get my news report set up. We need to capture. Let's see. We need to capture this one. There it is. We want to capture that. And then we want to get rid of that. And then we transition over like this. There we go. So this is Mousetrap. So the the purpose of the game is you're you know going around the board just like any other board game would be. But when you eventually get to the point where you win right the the point of it is you want to capture um your your opponents so you you are essentially a mouse and your your goal is to set off the trap to capture the uh the uh the the the, the mouse the mice in here if memory serves me right it's been a long time since i played the game as i said typically even when i played the game i didn't actually uh play the game but Basically, what happens is once you set this off, right, it's this series of events. So you 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 flip this. I forget if it's like a switch or, or what you what you hit first. There's something where um, basically it just puts a bunch of things into motion. I believe it's that you have to wind up. You see how right here this is red and yellow cog. You wind up the cog. And what that does is it uh, pulls back a lever, which then when it gets to a point, push forward which there's a there's like, like a shoe attached to it and it kicks this <laughs> I know this sounds so silly but it it kicks this uh bucket that has a metal ball in it and the metal ball then gets knocked down it goes down this little blue cliff right here and then that blue cliff leads to this little red ramp kind of similar to again people people met wondering where I'm going with this but keep in mind this is what they did, they dug a ditch to get the water. So the ball then goes down this this red thing here, 
and hits this uh, blue piece, which knocks down another ball that's up here. This ball then falls into this tub and then falls onto this seesaw. The seesaw then pushes and uh, throws the green person up into the air who lands in the yellow pool and that triggers the trap to then fall and capture the mice. That is what they just did in Rings of Power. <laughs> Hopefully now you can see what I mean by this. So again, this is how convoluted things are. So, so Sauron apparently set up a system so that a sword could trigger a series of events similar to that of Mousetrap, though Mousetrap, as I said, is much more entertaining and so much more fun to look at. And uh, instead of it being a trap falling, it's a volcano. And instead of it just being a volcano, it's a volcano that comes into existence without using any reason or logic whatsoever. So... That, that is what I meant by, by Mousetrap. So, Stephanie B, hopefully, hopefully now. I love this game, too. But as I said, I often didn't even play the game. I would set it up just so that I could set the trap and, and just keep on uh, setting it off and try to find different ways to make the trap work. It was so much fun. Um, and I'm sure there's other games that are very similar to this one. So, since I've got this window up, though, let's just talk a little bit about the box office since it is in the, uh, the, the, the description of the video. So, right now, Smile is doing pretty well. Again, as you can see, number one at the box office for Friday, making $8.2 million, 2200 per screen. Don't Worry Darling saw a massive 75% drop-off uh, in its second week of release. However, uh, don't let that fool you if you think that that's a sign that the film's going to be a massive flop because you oftentimes see massive Friday drop-offs, right? You, you oftentimes see massive Friday drop-offs. What really is going to be the determining factor is how does it do on Saturday and Sunday? Because oftentimes movies that have massive drops on Friday make it up on Saturday and Sunday. So I will be breaking down whether the film is going to likely be a box office flop or not tomorrow, uh, but it's definitely not in a terrible position. If we actually open this uh, up, you can see right now it's at $38.5 million dollars. And, um, yeah, so far, not, not the worst case scenario for that movie. Don't worry, darling. Coming in number two, you then see, uh, another, I guess this is another Bollywood film, uh, Pony and Selvin part one. There's a lot of part ones coming out recently. You then have the other film bros, which is, <laughs> it's actually not doing well at all. Uh, $549 per screen. That's that's abysmal. Woman King coming in in the number five spot. Some people have said, oh, look, it only made $1.7 million. But remember, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. This is the third weekend for the movie, and it has a slow release internationally. Look at this international number. Right now, there are still several countries that don't have this movie yet. So that's why I, I've said, you know, this film could be a flop, and I want it to be a flop, but the fact is, is that it is is not in the worst position, and 43% drop Friday to Friday, if you're looking at this movie dropping the weekend in the 30s or 40s, that's, that's not terrible. That means that the propaganda, unfortunately, is still working for it. Um, and let's see if there were any other newer films that came out this weekend. So Avatar's re-release is uh, still hanging around. Barbarian still hanging around a little bit. Bullet Train. Hey, Bullet Train made its money back, so we're happy with that one. Top Gun Maverick hanging around as well. 
And as you can see, we're starting to see a lot of uh, a lot of movies starting to be pulled from a lot of theaters. And a lot of this is because we're finally in a month where in just a couple weeks, we're going to have pretty massive releases. So Black Adam is going to be the next really big release that we're going to see. And then uh, after that, we have uh, in November, we have uh, Wakanda Forever, amongst others. So, yeah. Vala Nation says, the question is, are other countries as impacted by the revisionist history, uh, black history narrative as America? That's just the thing, though. If, if even in America, right, where there is so much of this, this division that still exists about this very issue, if even in America the propaganda is being bought, are you honestly going to say that European countries, especially, are not going to buy into the same propaganda? Even if their countries are the ones that are kind of being thrown under the bus? I mean, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to be honest about it, right? I'm just trying to say, hey, I, I honestly think, you know, European countries can oftentimes be much worse in, in certain regards um, when it comes to acceptance of, of these types of movies. This is not to do a, a diss to any of our brethren over in these other countries, but I think even they would admit saying, yeah, you know what? There's a lot of people in my country who are, who are not the brightest of bulbs. Guess what? Just like here in America, there's clearly a lot of people as well who either are being ignorant of the history of the Dahomey nation or are, are buying and, and willingly buying into the false propaganda that has been pushed out about them. So it is what it is there. Over on Rumble... Kinkane Mumshki says, did you read any Tolkien? So when I was younger, my dad actually read us, read me and my, my brothers, the, the Hobbit. That was a, a big thing for us. He, he read that to us several times. Um, I read the Hobbit on my own when I was a little bit older. My dad also read through the Lord of the Rings for us too. So there, there's always that special um, connection, that connection there with my dad. And so that's why when the movies came out, we we tended to go watch those together, uh, or at least try to. When the Hobbit movies came out, one of the big reasons why I even saw those movies is because, again, of how special of a connection that movie is with my dad. So my dad and I actually went to go see all three of the Hobbit films. Now, they were terrible, but um, it was still a special moment, nonetheless, just to have that time. And, um, and uh, yeah, but it's been a long time since I've read The Hobbit, like, all together, uh, the actual Hobbit and not the <laughs> not the movies version of it. I have the audiobooks though, and and I I can't wait for Baby Thor to get to the age where he could start to actually listen to and maybe understand audiobooks. Right when he starts to read more longer you know longer form books, maybe when he gets to be what about 10, 11, 12 is normally when that starts to pick up. Um, and uh, to be able to read you know to do the same thing, right? To to read the Hobbit as like a you know, bedtime story type thing of reading one chapter a night or something. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And now with all the audiobook versions of there, there's there's one with Andy Serkis who does the voices. And obviously Andy Serkis, the voice of Gollum, he, he knows a thing or two about it. So to be able to have those characters done either by by me to the best attempt of my ability, best attempt of, of the ability of whatever ability I can is, um yeah, is something definitely to to look forward to. Um, by the way, I don't know if this is something that has been known, but it's randomly showing up here. Did, is this, is, is this real? Okay. Digital animation fantasy. Okay. That's why I was kind of wondering. So Lord of the Rings, the war of the Rohirrim 
2024. So it's an it's an anime style by Warner Brothers. Okay, according to the numbers, it says it's a part of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, um, but it's going to be a digital animation. Interesting. So maybe something Lord of the Rings wise to look forward to. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's new to me. Sounds interesting at the very least. Uh, Marcus Cato says I'm frozen. Oh no. Hopefully I am no longer frozen. I I don't think I was seeing a lot of people mentioning that. Uh, General Wingster, pretty much. <laughs> I guess that's what they're going for. Maybe I don't know. Forever Sci-Fi says when the uh, pyroclastic flow from Pompeii hit Herculeum, and it instantly killed people by popping their brains out of their skulls due to the heat. But okay, Galadriel can survive it. And that's the other thing, too, is that it won't even just be Galadriel. It'll be the other humans, too, or at least select humans that will survive, right? Who else is in the blast radius? You're, you're going to have uh, the, you know, the lead female of the village, Theo, the, the kid, is going to have survived, I am imagining, too. So, yeah, th- there's just so much stupidity going on where, it, again, even if people were just going to, if they were, if, with, if they would just be honest, if they would just be honest, they would have to admit that it's just a, a poorly written show that has no idea, not only, not no idea about Tolkien, but also no idea even about how logic and logic within a world of fantasy at that can work. They don't know how to establish their own rules and to and to follow them. You know, it's crazy. Dragonbrick says her power came from the word "re" in her name, Guy Ladriel. Ah, I see. I see what you did there. Super says Rings of Power loves to do things it doesn't earn. They signal to the book fans in the dumbest, most basic ways. Remember Mordor, Mount Doom, the Valar? We love those. And let's give you something that you didn't ask for, an origin story that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's see. Nathan Slade tag to say, if you see the movie Smile, are you now, are from now on going, gonna, are you from now on gonna on Smile in that evil way everyone you meet and talk to? Probably not, because... <laughs> I don't want to creep everybody out. Uh, speaking of Mousetrap, what other board games do you like? I like Clue, Candyland, Battleship, Monopoly. All of those. All of those were great games. Uh, loved Clue, especially. Battleship, always a lot of fun. Monopoly always took forever. Um, same like Risk. I like Risk, but Risk also took forever. That's why there was a great version of the game that you actually could play through email. So there was a service called Games by Email, and they had a non-licensed version so they had to call it something different but it had the same rules of of risk and and the same gameplay uh, as well you had different game modes too that was a lot of fun so risk was a lot of fun as well but yeah never never too much into too many of of the board games uh i know my wife loves board games and she would probably wishes i was more so into them but i've definitely had some fun with with some of them um, I would like to get back into some card games, though. I uh, I got into a a a card game nostalgia phase uh, several months ago and bought like so many <laughs> so many Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And my goal was like, oh, I'm gonna because this was still during like COVID times where it was hard to find stuff to do. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna teach my wife how to play Yu-Gi-Oh, and it's gonna be nerdy and fun. And then it ended up just never happening. So maybe at some point we'll 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 get there. Obviously, Baby Thor. 
makes makes things just a little bit more more difficult. Uh, but hey, right at least right now I have introduced my wife into the world of the Karate Kid movies. She hadn't seen the first one in a long time. Finally was able to watch the second one and the third one with Terry Silver. Phenomenal. And we're now three seasons into Cobra Kai, and she's loving Cobra Kai. And Cobra Kai is phenomenal. Phenomenal. All right. Let us see. Jacob Lanoff, what's going on? Forever Sci-Fi. Why is there a Hocus Pocus 2 like 30 years after the first? Well, you know, um, Forever Sci-Fi, it's because Disney is out of ideas. And they said to themselves, hey, you know what would be a great movie idea? Yeah, I remember that film. I feel like I'm going into a pitch meeting. If you've never watched Pitch Meeting, it's a great channel. It's a separate channel now, but it's just phenomenal. So many great one-liners and, and quotes from that uh, series. But I'm imagining if he hasn't done one on Hocus Pocus 2, he probably will because it seems to be getting universally panned by most people. And uh, yeah, I, I my, again, it, it comes down to the fact They've been out of ideas now for a long time, and so that's why if you look at the vast majority of the properties they release, most of them are remakes, reboots, redos, some type of requel, and uh, very few times are there any original properties that come from them. And anytime that there is a original property, I would say more than half the time, it's something that's based off of a book or off of something else, you know? Uh, Abomination said, Magic the Gathering pre-2010? Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Magic the Gathering. Never played it myself. I when I was when I was growing up in the 90s, I my my main game, the main game that I played was was Pokemon on Game Boy. And so I did collect Pokemon cards. Never played the game because that the game for me, with my ADD brain especially, was much was much more complicated because you had to actually build up energy and then you had to put like damage you had to put these little stones that represented damage points and stuff it was just a little bit it was a little confusing for me so my little brain couldn't handle it so i was like i'm just gonna play pokemon red on my game boy and that was fun pokemon red was my jam by the way charmander is the only correct option it is the only correct answer to which of the three starter pokemon you start off with all right charmander is the bomb um and after that i did play I went as far as Pokemon Silver, as far as playing through the, the the game and really enjoying it and going back to it over time. Because even though it added more Pokemon, it at least kept them separate, right? You could go back to the old land from the original Pokemon game, and it was just the OG 151 Pokemon. Because in my mind, in my head canon, there's only 151 Pokemon, so... You know, and I like things like Pokemon Yellow because it did, you know, there was exclusivity within Pokemon Red and Blue, right? If you got Red, there was only certain Pokemon you could catch there in Blue. But that also helped to build relationships because you could then plug these, basically there were these early edition link cables. It's amazing the technology that was developed with such low tech back then. But link cables, you could battle people through the link cable, you could trade Pokemon, and so sometimes that was the best way uh, to do it. Yes, Abomination, I know what you're saying with 152 Pokemon because of Missing No, all right? I, I called him Missing No and not Missing Number, all right? But it, technically not a Pokemon. And if you ever caught him, you, your, your game got corrupted. So, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 151. 
Yeah, I, I found a link cable not too long ago because there are there's a couple of Game Boys around. I got some of those emulators too, right? There's a couple of uh, cool emulators that have been released over where you can play it like an old school Game Boy. There's one that got released the last year that um, unfortunately was like on back order like crazy. It's it's one that I, I might be interested in, in getting. Um, but yeah, that, that's something where every few years... I'll, I'll go through a phase where I'll just play through it again. And now it's so easy. You can just literally on your phone, you can download an app and, and play it. It's it's great. Shorty Shorts, Laura says, I just got out of the 1930s Mummy Bride of Frankenstein double feature. Bride was amazing. Can't wait to talk about it on the Chosen stream. Nice, Laura. Well, I'm glad that you were able to enjoy that. Jess Pena, did you get your Ripperverse comic? As I mentioned before, I'm not really a comics person, so uh, I did not. But uh, I hope that everyone has been getting them and has been enjoying it. Let's see. Brian Bart says, best Halloween movie. Uh, my favorite of the Halloween films to watch on Halloween night is it's a double feature. And it's the Adams Family movies from the 90s. Love those movies so much. That's something that started with my parents. My, my mom, especially. She loves Halloween. She loves once Basically, once my birthday passes, which was a few days ago, um, once my birthday passes, that's her time to get the house ready with all the lights, right? All the orange lights, decorations, everything. She loves Halloween itself, right? Always gets tons of candy for everybody. She loves it. She's all in on it. And so they're the ones that started the tradition that I have been able to also uh, pick up and and adapt, which is uh, to watch... Uh, the the live action Adams Family movies from the '90s because those things are just so good, so fun. The only other one I could think of that also always comes up during October is if anyone's ever seen Grinch Night. It's amazing. If you've never seen Grinch Night, I'm pretty sure you can find it on. Yeah, and I know you can because my my sister sent us the link. <laughs> one of the first things for October, um, sent us the link. You can find it on YouTube. And it is something that we just love. We grew up with it. There's so many inside jokes from it. There's a, a moment in there where one of the Who's, uh, essentially, they uh, they say they have to use the bathroom. But instead of saying bathroom, they say, I have to find the euphemism. <laughs> oh, and it's just so, it's just so, it's just so clever. It's just so, so clever. You know, I love it. Seb says, I love Halloween. Hey. Glad that you love Halloween. Again, I, I like Halloween. I like the day. I, I have fun, but I, I, I'm just not as into the getting dressed up part of it, you know? And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of kids in our neighborhood, so giving out candy isn't something that's that's very prominent here. So I think this year our plan is to, we have uh, friends who live about, like, in relation to us, it's a distance, but it's only about a 15, 20-minute drive. But apparently in their neighborhood, it's it's a lot more trick-or-treat friendly. So I think we're going to go with them because they have a little uh, – she's about, what, seven, eight months or so. So we'll be able to to have someone to go trick-or-treating with. And I think that that definitely will um, make it a lot more fun in that way. Forever Sci-Fi. Uh, who's a member says, I like Halloween because I love the fall season, but I don't get people who put up decorations a month or more early. Jack-o'-lanterns don't last that long. Yeah, so my my again, my mom is one who does that, but she does not put the full carved jack-o'-lanterns because of that very reason. She'll put like the actual pumpkins out because those will last a long time if it's just the actual like 
you know, non-carved pumpkin. And then, yeah, on, that's one of the traditions that my family had, right? My dad would get the giant knife and would, would carve the pumpkin and would always try to come up with some new designs and everything. And then we would help, you know, scoop out all of the, the pumpkin seeds. Oh, man, take me back. Also, any 90s kids ever watch The Adventures of Pete and Pete? One of my favorite episodes was the episode with the pumpkin eaters. Uh, this gang that would go around smashing uh, pumpkins in the neighborhood, but they would wear pumpkins as as masks, basically. Man, tonight's just becoming a throwback stream in a lot of way. Uh, by the way, John W seventy eight, thank you very much for becoming a member at the Citizen of Asgardian level. I appreciate you, G man. What is going on? Uh, Somebody be asked, anyone like the candy dots? Not personally. I'm much more of a chocolate person. I love chocolates. Chocolates are are my jam. Without nuts. Nuts are where I draw the line. It put latency. Hail peeps, today's a good day. It is a good day. It absolutely is a good day. But yeah, I actually have I, I don't tend to like the candy uh I, I don't like the 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 fruit flavored candies typically. Like I like Jolly Ranchers to an extent, things like that, but when it comes to like licorice or sour patch kids, I've never been fond of those. I much prefer the sweet. I, I much prefer the sweet. So I'll go with Twix, Kit Kat, Reese's, um, anything just chocolatey without nuts. I'm 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 all in on. Uh, Lord Toth, what's going on? Ambrose Chamber uh, Chamber Pot says I love the cynicism, the love of cynicism. Yes. Uh, Alaric, what's going on? It says in Rings of Power, the river could convert to steam but not cause a lava eruption of the mountain, which is only caused by a build of lava under pressure of the earth mantle. Not lava un- was not, no lava was under pressure. Exactly. Alaric. We, we, I broke that down earlier. <laughs> and exactly. It's one of the many, many reasons to, to have an issue with the show. Uh, Jacques Gossoff says, I'm still boycotting Twix for treats this year after their weird witch commercial last year. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to get, uh, and I understand, I respect anyone who chooses to boycott any of these different, you know, candy corporations, especially when they try to, you know, indoctrinate kids through their commercials or, or try to push weird social agenda elements. I totally respect anyone who does that. At the same time, I will gladly eat a Twix because Twix are, are delicious. They're typically, when people ask my favorite candy bar, Twix is usually up there. Milky Way as well. Uh, but Three Musketeers are also great. There's a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. Let's see. Steve Marvin, what's going on? Sounds very much like Steve Martin. Nathan Slay, you know what would be funny if you took Baby Thor to see Smile and teach him to smile like how people... Oh, no, 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 no. Milk duds in your popcorn is the bomb. 70B, you know what? I've actually never, I've never understood that. I've seen so many references in movies and TV. One of my favorite movies of the recent era is Whiplash. And I remember, like, one of the things that him and his dad did in the movie was they would go and then they would put the, the candy in the, um, they, I think it was Raisinets in the movie. But they would put, still, like, chocolate, right, to have the whole salty sweet. I understand the salty sweet connection, but... For me, I just was like, nah, I, I think I'd rather just enjoy the popcorn as it is and then have the candy out, outside of it, you know? So, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I just, again, I, I've never understood that. Like, I understand the salty sweet, but the, the mixing of the two, I, I don't know. It's just something that, something that rubs me the wrong way about that. 
See, input latency says, what's more Star Wars to you? Whatever the latest Disney thing is or Spaceballs. Oh, Spaceballs, easily. Um, and speaking of which, I for those that don't know, I, as a teacher, one of the things that I, I teach in for, for junior uh, theology is, is we talk morality, but also before that we talk about uh, the proofs for God's existence from Aquinas. And so try to show uh, and give an example of first cause, which is one of his arguments. I use Spaceballs. And so I've had students who who have seen the film, and I always I always raise that I always ask them they're like, "Hey, raise your hand if you've seen Spaceballs." And every class, except one this year, every class had at least three or four students raising their hand. One class had only one, but the fact that there's still even a few students nowadays who would have been born in you know, now we're getting to the point where it's it's the mid to late two thousands that. The, the high school kids, the juniors would have been born, uh, which is just insane. Um, but the the fact that there's still even a few of them who have seen it, just again, it's always like, yes, okay. And I give them the example of, of Dark Helmet and Colonel Sanders looking at themselves, watching themselves on the movie. It's great. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, it allows me to explain a scene from Spaceballs and to tie it into philosophy. And that's awesome for me. Again, it's the nerdy things in life. As a teacher, it's the small things that, that get you through, and that's one of the ones that, that gets me through. But yes, Spaceballs is absolutely more Star Wars than than Disney Star Wars. And it's a spoof. So, uh, Steve Marvin, yeah, thank you for, very, for being here. And it's the first time I've seen the name in the chat, so hail to you. Thanks for being here. Uh, as Heimdall has pointed out, yes, I actually uh, have a, a small partnership going on with uh, Movie Palette. I've shown this one time before, but for those that have or never have never seen these, what Movie Palette is is that it takes the color, the dominant color, of every scene from a specific movie and puts it in a canvas. So literally every single scene of this movie in color, like what the dominant color of the scene is, is represented in this one image. Now, again, this is definitely not something that's for everybody. This is definitely something that's a lot more of a niche uh, a niche collector's item. But this is actually, speaking of Whiplash, this is the color uh, grade of Whiplash. So every single scene is represented in that um, with the dominant color. So it's pretty cool to see, especially if you look up your favorite films. You'll, you'll notice saying, oh, I can almost see the scenes that are being represented here in these images. Had to be careful. I have a sleeping river behind me, and I don't want to. I don't want to wake her up if I don't have to. But anyway, if you want to get fifteen percent off your order, Odin fifteen gets you fifteen percent off. YouTube me says I think Rich Evans of RLM put it right. I don't care about space wizards. Just give me space. Or yeah, how about instead just give me wars? <laughs> like give me actual wars. You know, it's crazy. Master of gaming, what is going on? Hail to you. Over on ring. <laughs> Over on Rumble, uh, King Kane Rumsky says, Rick Moranis or Hayden Christensen? You mean who I think is more Star Wars? Rick Moranis, because Rick Moranis is just a better actor overall. Not just a better comedic actor, but just a better actor overall. And again, no, no hate. No hate towards Hayden Christensen. I think, he's, I think he's, a, he's, a, he's a fine, upstanding gentleman. But ultimately, yeah. Oh, Rick Moranis any day. That, that dude, that dude is 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 the jam 
And that, that didn't make any sense, but I'm going to say it anyway. Super says, I think the future of Rings of Power depends on the contracts. They say five seasons, so is that what the contracts say? Would it be cheaper to make the show or buy everybody out early? Yeah, that's a big, big question. Something tells me buying them out early would be cheaper. But the other thing, too, is just how large is the hubris and ego of Amazon? Because remember, most of these streaming companies nowadays, they can make as many seasons of a show as they want, no matter what the ratings are. If they want to will them into existence, it's their money to burn. Because ultimately it comes down to um, there being almost no way to know how much money they're actually getting from any of these shows. Because, and I mentioned this on previous streams constantly, the streaming uh, the streaming channel stuff, it's just, it's so hard to find metrics on because the only real metric you have for any streaming service is the number of subscribers. And it's, it's almost impossible to be able to show how many new subscribers you've gained specifically because of one thing, right? You can say, hey, a lot of people signed up at the very beginning to watch Rings of Power, but as soon as they started to watch other things, that money has to now be diluted to say, okay, well, maybe they signed up for this specifically, but maybe they signed up for two or three things. So where does that money get attributed to, right? So, yeah, ultimately it comes down to is Amazon in a position where it's making more than it's spending, and as long as it is, and as long as they feel that it's worth them putting the money into it, whether it's a loss or not, it's, it's almost impossible to know, then they'll make it for as long as, as they want to. And really, streaming services in general have, have that capacity. It's just kind of insane when you think about it. And uh, I really do wish there was a good way for us to have metrics um, to be able to know whether films can be good or not. All righty. Let's see. Brightburn time to say, is there a movie you can admit that is well made, but is also extremely hard for you to watch? Some people, for them, it's Apocalypse Now, the Francis Ford Coppola-directed war epic. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's a hard one to watch just because it's not a light movie. Um, but I'm trying to think of movies that I enjoy but are hard to watch. By I guess it means it's also – what do you mean by hard to watch? Do you mean that it's hard to watch because it's a very dark movie and it's uncomfortable to watch? Or do you mean it's hard to watch because I'm not a big fan of it? Right. That that would be, I think, the clarification I would need to give uh, a response. JKWX76, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. Chat has jumped on me like it always does. Um, let's see. Hopefully none of the comments got skipped. It looks like some comments may have gotten skipped. I apologize, but YouTube sucks. YouTube sucks, which is why I, I like to multi-stream. I like to give people options. Still live over on... Uh, locals again hopefully the stream is coming through fine for y'all on local still on rumble still on odyssey and d live let's see um over on rumble king kane rumski says which was the better vader rick moranis or hayden christensen oh easily rick moranis again because it's very different performances and i'm gonna go with the flawless comedic performance given to us by rick moranis over the very mm, not not good performance given to us by Hayden Christensen uh, because he was given not only terrible dialogue, but he was also given bad direction to boot man. Oh man. But it is seven 54 in the chat. It's eight. Was it eight 15 in real life? So I'm still about 20 minutes behind, but some comments may have been skipped. So if you made a comment before seven 54 and I hadn't gotten to it yet, 
then you may have to repost, but please only repost if you know that you're one of those persons. Uh, Cap Strong, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. Uh, Jonah Hex watched the Salty Podcast. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us early. Uh, earlier. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Let's see. Forever Sci-Fi says, if you want to win at Mon- Monopoly, don't convert to hotels. Leave houses on your property as there is a limited amount of houses. Interesting strategy. Interesting strategy. For me, it, I don't know if I ever had a strategy because my goal, just like in Risk, my goal was always just to be kind of trollish. So I would always try to go after like, I want to get I want to get boardwalk, right? I want to get the the three high priced properties, just just to just to do it. Like in Risk, my goal always was to take Australia. It was always my goal because what I would do is literally just stay and have all of my troops on that one uh, that one country that I needed to defend. But then it allowed me to expand each turn as well, so that I could gain the cards that you could then get the bonus troops and everything like that. That was always the one, uh, that was always a strategy that I, that I <laughs> that's the strategy I use is I, I go straight for it. It's always fun though when both, uh, or rather, you know, two or three people have the strategy of we want Australia and then everyone ends up losing all of their soldiers because they've put everything into Australia. <laughs> Bruce says, I used to stay up for 24 hours playing one session of Risk. I can understand that. <laughs> For sure. And that's why the the games by email, I think that might still be a service that runs, was so good because it would email you and notify you when it was your turn. And then you could you could take your time if you wanted to. So yeah. All right. By the way, it is 817, so we got about 13 minutes. 13 minutes left in the stream. Uh, someone asked for a link to the locals uh, stream. So if you just go to uh, ombreviews.locals.com, you can become a follower, which is free. It's free to follow. And you should see the stream at the very top once you do. Because anyone can can watch the stream and comment as long as they are a follower. So ombreviews.locals.com um, is how you get access to that. Uh, Elbon19, what is going on? Welcome to the chat. Soul Assassin tag to say, at least the Yugo cartoon taught us how to play the game. Absolutely, Soul Assassin. And uh, the cartoon is funny. And then you also have the, oh, what was it called? Was it Young Karibo? Something Karibo? He did the uh, abridged series where it's different people doing the voices and turns it into a, it's a, just a spoof. They did the same thing with Dragon Ball. So there's Dragon Ball Z abridged series, which is hilarious. And then there's another one that was done for Yu-Gi-Oh! And both of them are fantastic. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, poker can be fun. But, yeah, not the kind of card game that I was talking about. <laughs> uh, Blippity Blob, what's going on? That goes for Holly Weird in general. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yes, Soul Assassin. Absolutely. Charmander forever. Yes. It's the only correct answer. Liberty Blop says wrong, Pokemon Yellow. Yes, and again, I was I think I was on the track to say this. The the one benefit to Pokemon Yellow is that you were you did not have to um use the link cable because all of the game specific Pokemon were in that. And also you could get all three starter Pokemon as well. So that was that was pretty nice. But uh, Pokemon Red is still my jam because that's the first one I ever played with, and uh again, Charmander, Charizard. 
it, it's just all that is. Uh, Gus says, I am reading The Hobbit to my daughter, and we love it. However, since Amazon promotes their shows on their packages, I had have had the hardest time explaining how Rings of Power is fake news. Dang, yeah. 70B says, what's your locals link, please? So, first off, if you go to the pinned comment, uh, rather, if you go to the top link in the video description, that leads to my link tree, and the link tree has access to all of the links, including my locals link, but it's ombreviews.locals.com. So, hopefully, that already got through. Um, so, anyway... Yeah, follow me over on Locals, because stream's still going over there. Super says, agreed, Pixar is still producing original content, but it seems every other division of Disney is creatively bankrupt, and they worsen by demanding a constant flow of content. And yeah, there's there's not a guarantee to the even the Pixar content these days, you know? Uh, yeah, transfer cables. Man, oh man. Those transfer cables. Always fun. Yeah, General Wingster. But my squirtle. Too bad. Rob D, have you ever played any pinball machines? My favorite were the Lord of the Rings pinball machines uh, at my local bowling alley, 3D Space Cadet. I, yeah, I did. I played some pinball machines when I was younger, but it was never something that I went out of my way to play. I don't know. Just it wasn't my jam. Uh, JKD Buck, who's a member, says, anybody watch the reboot of Quantum Leap? I haven't. I have not either. Lee Cramner, sir, I strongly disagree. Starter Pokemon is always grass type for me. Ah, uh, yes. You're Bulbasaur, who will be burnt alive by my Charmander. Soul Assassin. There was a trick with the trading cables for Pokemon. When the Pokemon is trading, pull the cord and both players get the Pokemon. Yes, I remember reading about those, but there's also there was also a risk of wiping your game um, or, or losing the Pokemon altogether. There was always those stories, right? My favorite, though, is definitely the, the cheat in the game that is the missing, no, right? The missing number cheat to, to multiply your items. Uh, you would use it for rare candies and for, of course, the Master Balls. That way you could catch any Pokemon as well. I would use those. It was fun. But yeah, the, the Cinnabar Island uh, cheat was was always a fun one to do. But yeah, you always were warned by the people who were recommending it. They were like, yes, uh, <laughs> please do not catch Missing No as it will mess up your game. Uh, Blop says, did you ever save your progress on the Game Boy cartridges by transferring them to a PC? So um, I had a saved version that I must have had like 100 hours of gameplay on. And at some point, I, I guess, because I, I think each of them had like a little battery in them. It must have died because I still have my original uh, Pokemon Red cartridge but my saves did not save unfortunately but i did buy there is I, I do have that device where you can literally create a digital backup of any game so not just your saves but of any game you can create so i i bought that because there's some games that are still over uh down in new orleans at my parents house so that's something that i'm going to um at some point collect and and try to back up as much as i possibly can let's see tina what's going on tina Time to say, saw The Mummy and Bride of Frankenstein as well, just like Laura. It's been fun talking to Laura about it. Karloff is the goat. Well, awesome, yeah. Uh, glad to hear that y'all be able to talk about that on the Chosen stream for October. John W78, again, thank you for becoming a member. I appreciate it very much. Uh, let's see, seven minutes left in the show. Seven minutes left in the show. Let's see. Again, thank y'all all very much for anyone who has been hanging out over on locals um not much going on in the chat over there but then again i don't know what the chat looks like because this is my first time uh streaming there so again hopefully hopefully it has been going well 
uh, clown hanging out over on Odyssey. What's going on? Remember, comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. It's our thing. Uh, Bruce, Titus, say, I just got a notice for my River shirt. So now both Yara poster and shirt are on the way. Still not notice for the comic, no notice for the comic yet, but soon. Nice. Nathan Slay says, I'm glad your voice isn't so scratchy anymore. How long did it take for you to recover? Uh, throughout the week, it got better, like, incrementally every single day. Um, but, yeah, it was very weird because I didn't have any other symptoms or anything. How many thousand have you have your mom watch Carpenter's The Thing? If she has it, please recommend it. She is not into those kinds of movies, so she would not uh, she would not want to watch it. I don't even know if she has. That, that That's not her thing. Uh, Soul Assassin, you hear Disney remade under wraps. It's terrible. No! No! They did not. Oh. OG under wraps is so good. Man, back in the day, Disney Channel movies were legit. You had Brink. You had The Luck of the Irish. You had under wraps. You had all your seasons covered. Phantom of the Megaplex. Mickey Rooney, legend. Mickey Rooney was in that. OG Halloween Town. You had legends in that. Man. But under wraps, that makes me upset. Man, oh man. It's like when I found out they made a uh, t- uh, they made a film adaptation of the musical 13, which actually is a, is a really well-done musical. It's been off-Broadway for a long time now. But then they changed so many things to make them more modern and woke. It was terrible. Bruce says, I ordered an extra Ripperverse hat. When it arrives, I'll be sending one to you. Oh, well, thank you, Bruce. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, this Slay. I like the holiday of Halloween all right, but I love the horror film Halloween of one of my favorite films. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Halloween is definitely one of those my favorite seasons for movies because there's some movies that are so specific. The other film I like in general for Halloween is, um, oh my goodness, what is it called? I don't watch it as often as the Adam Stanley films, but uh, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Very well done. Let's see. Uh, Super says, what are your opinions on gummy bears? No. Um, it says, your answer may or may not determine our friendship. Uh, again, I'm not into the gummy uh, candy treats. That's that's not my thing. That is That is not my thing at all. So I I just... Yeah, again, I'm all about chocolate. So could I eat a gummy bear and somewhat enjoy it? Yes, but I would stop at one. That that that's about it, you know. Um, so I, 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 I again, if I'm going to do candy, if I'm gonna do the sugar, I'm gonna do chocolate bars. Simple as that. Robbie, speaking of Halloween, do you remember any of the Halloween specials for any cartoons? I love the Ed, Ed, and Eddie one, the Jimmy Neutron one, Fairly Odd Parents one. Oh man, um. Well, Courage the Cowardly Dog, I felt, always had somewhat of a creepy theme to it. But I want to say that one had a Halloween theme um, at one point. But, yeah. Um, None that I can think of off the top of my head. None that I can think of off the top of my head. Steve Marvin says, uh, agree about the candy bars, Twix and Milky Way all the way. Absolutely, my brother. Just another red shirt. Hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. As we are a few minutes out, so we're going to start to wrap things up here today. So please stop tagging at this point, if you could. Uh, Laura says, Matt, the radar technician, is an easy costume to make. This is very true. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm a radar technician. One of the few SNL skits that is actually funny. I want my muffin, Matt. I need my muffin. (laughs) Again, 
Many of you might not find it entertaining. I do. The second one sucked. I was so upset. They did Undercover Boss again um, with him coming back, and it just was not any good. It was very sad. Let's see. Soul Assassin, what's up? What's up? What's up? General Wingster's heading out. Thank you for being here again. Please put at Odin in the very beginning of your comment unless you are a member. Let's see. Uh, Fudge trying to say, how do you feel about the new Dahmer series on Netflix? I've heard good things about it. Haven't watched it. Great Wuda, what's going on? Welcome back. Chat has jumped on me once again, so probably be the last jump. And I know I have a super chat to get to. Don't you worry, good sir. Judas, I will get to your comment very, very soon. But we're in the end game now. JKW 76, the next four seasons of Rings of Wokeness will be one episode each. <laughs> That's the only way that could make any sense. You know what? They could they could save a lot of time and, and effort if they just had this last episode be the end. Because they've already established that the amount of pressure and heat that was being brought forth from uh, Mount Doom's creation is is capable of killing all things. So why not just leave it there? Say, the series is over. Everyone died after that. Except the Harfoots. Those Harfoots, I tell you, they are deranged. Justin the Red Shirt, hard to watch. Schindler's List and A Clockwork Orange. Those are great examples. Great, great examples. Uh, someone said live on Discord. I'm not live on Discord. Um, that's, again, something I could probably do, but I, I right now I think I've reached my limit of, of being live places. Uh, Justin the Red Shirt says, my goal is not to play Monopoly. Oh, come on, man. All right, Judas Goat Barbecue. Thank you very much for the $10 super chat. He says, oh, any thoughts on the biopic of St. Padre Pio with Shia LaBeouf? Great stream. I have so many mixed emotions about it because I've seen the interview that Shia LaBeouf did with Bishop Barron. And I've got some issues with, with just, you know, Bishop Barron's ministry in a general sense. But... It's a great interview. It really is a great interview. And he goes into his own conversion story about him playing Padre Pio, being able to spend time with actual other uh, Capuchin monks and finding God and purpose through that. It's a beautiful story. It really honestly is. And then I've seen some of the clips from the movie and it just, one, it doesn't look like a well-made movie for starters. So that has me concerned from that objective standpoint. It just kind of looks like a cheap movie. And then two, you have that that one sequence of 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 uh, of events, right? That one scene where they show him as Padre Pio being say Christ is Lord, say Christ is Lord, say Christ is Lord, and and then he's dropping language, dropping like f bombs and stuff. And you know, in the interview, uh, Shia LaBeouf says that that is a story that was well known amongst the the Capuchins, like amongst the monks like it's known for him to have spoken that way but i don't think i've heard that or read that anywhere else about him i know he was a very intense spiritual director i know that he could read souls i i know that he could tell if someone was actually sorry or not. i know that he would send people away if they were immodestly dressed or if they were not in a actual state of of contrition um you know and there's just so many miraculous things with him if you want to look up a really incredible miracle uh that that is attributed to and in his life done by padre pio not only do you have the stigmata which is, is entirely you know just amazing thing there is a woman who was born without pupils she was born without pupils therefore can't see a letter is sent to padre pio to pray for her Padre Pio appears to her in a dream. This is a part of this uh, other accounts of bilocation of him actually being in two places at once. 
but what's amazing about it is that it was only at, 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 at it was only at that moment where having received the prayers this woman was able to see she was studied by doctors she still has no pupils they cannot explain how she can see so that is what i want the movie to focus on because if it focuses on just the truly incredible life of padre pio and some of the amazing things that um that he did in his life spiritually I, I think that it could be really good. But again, if they get caught up in some of the stuff that it's uh, maybe not as, you know, reliable, like the cursing stuff, I, I think that could take away from it, sadly. But I don't know. If it becomes easily available to watch, I will watch it so that I can try to give my honest review. But uh, Laura says, the guy who invented Monopoly hated capitalism. But that's why I love the game so much, because the guy clearly is an idiot. <laughs> I mean, because... Because it really, it, it didn't create, anyone who played Monopoly didn't immediately go, oh, now I hate capitalism, you know? Rob D says, uh, the ultimate Monopoly troll, the player that buys only one of every color property. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, so, so no, it's um, ombreviews.locals.com. So not at, .locals.com. Let's see. Little Karibo did Yu-Gi-Oh! A Bridge. Team Four Star did DBZ. Thank you. Yes. Both teams are phenomenal. Poker in the front, liquor in the right bird. Pocus now thing I meant hard to watch films are dark and disturb you. Example, a lot of people were disturbed by Batman Returns because of the darkness and raunchy and dirty jokes. Okay, okay. So so ones that are just so dark that they're hard to watch. Uh, Apocalypto is one because the film is really well made, but it's a movie that has so many just raw, visceral, too, seeming almost too real. Um, that I, I don't know if I'd ever watch it again, but it is still also one that is, is just, it, it's so well made. Uh, Jake Buck, I listened to Cimmerillion on Audible. I do better li- listening than reading. I really like it. Cimmerillion has so much in it. Yes, I have it too. And my goal is to get through that. Um, and also to get through all the Hobbits and Lord of the Rings too. I've just been falling behind. I, I go through phases. So I was in a podcast phase for a while. Now I'm on a, a podcast phase, but specifically YouTube podcast phase. So I have that also. My school just got a subscription for the entire school for this app called Hallow. It's a prayer meditation app. So any people that use just meditation apps in general, this is one where it's 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 Christian oriented. And so it's got a lot of prayers and a lot of people like, I mean, Mark Wahlberg has sessions on this app. Uh, Brett Favre has sessions on this app. Um, a lot of just uh, Drew Holiday, a basketball player. And it's just it's very well done, very well made. Um, because it has just the basic general prayers. If you just want to have time to pray, it reminds you of times to pray. So for someone like me who is ADD and, and needs that reminder, um, it's it's been really beneficial, but that's been taking up some time, so it's good. Prayer should be taking up more of my time anyway. All right, we are wrapping things up, J.K.D. Buck. There, w- there was a con right here in Cincinnati. I didn't know about it. Even Shatner was here, and I was home- I was none the wiser. Dang, dude. Judas God, uh, J- Judas Goat Barbecue. Thank you so much, man, for becoming a member at the Army of Asgard level. God bless you, man. Input latency. By the time you read this, you'll probably be on your way out. Good night. God bless. God bless you. Yes, I'm trying uh, to get out, and I might have to skip some comments. And if I do, I apologize, but... I do got places to be over on Rumble. Please tell me you played at least one sport as a... Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, I played almost every sport, dude. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I I was on a state championship soccer team. 
I played basketball when I was a kid, baseball when I was a kid. I swam through most of my high school years until until Katrina. I did cheerleading, uh, very much a sport if you actually know anything about it. And um, I did hockey. Oh, loved roller hockey. So, oh yeah, I did tons of sports. Don't you worry, I did tons of sports. I I was that weird. I was like that weird floating kid amongst groups. I wasn't in a specific group. I was I was in amongst the nerds. I wasn't really fully in amongst the jocks, but I was someone who could get along with most people. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I actually was an athlete. Um, I I was about 170, 175 pounds in a six foot frame for most of my uh, high school life, and that changed with Katrina. Katrina, I gained 30 pounds in about um, four to six months, and again, I I had so many activities that I was doing, I stopped doing them. And obviously I was still eating the same amount and I never ate well. Diet's never been a good thing for me. So because I was eating the same amount of calories, but not burning as many calories, I gained 30 pounds and I've been, you know, over 200 ever since that point. Uh, my mom's favorite movie is Rogue One in her 70s. If you ask her to put on a movie, it's always Rogue One. That's interesting. Definitely interesting. I wonder if there's something specific about it that that leads to it. All right, chat jumped, but let's make sure this is the last one. Super says, yes, Curse the Coward Dog is amazing. Yes, so many of those episodes, even if they're not Halloween-specific, could easily work on Halloween, for sure. Um, Sorry, EJ Paladin, what's going on? Thanks for being here. JKD Buck, first time my family saw Temple of Doom was on Halloween. Trick-or-treating, we saw the video of it, and we watched it and loved it. Nice! Very cool. Very, very cool. Think Monopoly was invented to teach children the evils of capitalism and greed. See, we don't need a game to prove communism sucks. We have history in real life. And the game probably ended up doing the opposite for so many people, if you really think about it. Uh, thoughts on Andor? I know the majority of MNT refuses to watch it. Yeah, I've been watching it, and it's it's a show that it's well-made, but I just don't care, because Andor is one of the worst characters they could have chosen from any of the films to to do a backstory on like i think if this if the show was being made about a completely different character it automatically would go up five steps it's the most competently made of all of the uh of all the disney plus star wars shows but even then it's something because it's about andor because it's a a story that exists within the the timeline of the current star wars universe it, it's just it's very boring and dry because of it. There's no stakes. Um, and, and I think that that's of course a, a, a very major flaw to have in your, in your show. Uh, Dysic, Yes, I was indeed an athlete. I was indeed. All righty. That is it from everybody on YouTube. So YouTube people again, thank you so very much for all of your love and support. Shout out to my Odyssey fam. Uh, no one was hanging out on DLive today, but that is okay. Uh, shout out, of course, to uh, <laughs> King Kane Rumshki, uh says, phew, I was like that as well. Yeah, I mean, I was all over the place with it, so I love the nerdy stuff, and I was also, I also did some athletic stuff too, so shout out to King Kane Rumshki. Thank you so very much for the support over on Rumble, and uh, for those watching over on on locals, thank you for the support over there again. J. H. Schwalbach, thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that donation. Uh, I very much appreciate that. Hopefully, everything went through okay. I'll try and watch back and and see what went on with it. And uh, hopefully, uh, people who want to watch it on locals in the future, if y'all think it's a viable option, then uh, yeah, check that out because 
it's uh, it's cool to be able to offer people options. I like to be able to create options for people. But that's going to be it for me today. So um, this is going to be the last night where you will have the September shoutouts. So the September shoutouts will be uh, in today's stream. But uh, starting tomorrow or Monday when I can record the October shoutouts, since there's been some changes, I will get those recorded as soon as I can. Be on the lookout for messages via Patreon if you're on Patreon. Uh, because in order to get access to the giveaways channel, Patreon does not like giveaways, and so you have to, unfortunately, you have to take an extra step and join the Discord. But once you're on the Discord, you get a title that gets you access to a giveaways channel, where I'm about to announce some winners of, uh, there were two uh, uh, two Steelbook discs that were up for grabs, so I'm about to announce those winners very soon, and um, I, I do giveaways all, all the time over there. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I love being able just to give away stuff. I got stuff coming in in the course of the next couple of weeks. So I should be able to have more giveaways. And also, I've got tons of digital codes, too, that I still need to offer up. And uh, anyway, so thank you all very much. Uh, October Shoutouts video will be up very, very soon. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening, no matter where you are watching. Smash the like button, light the fire button, smash the rumble button, whatever it is you can do. And uh, as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out for all of my September Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Starting off with my Patreon members, Chris from the 80s, that's his YouTube channel, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange High Reviews, you can also find on YouTube by the same name, Rosetta Allen, YouTube's name is Eagle Rider, Stan Andrian, and Miss Martin Muses, and that is her YouTube channel. Thank y'all very much for supporting me over on Patreon. Also, for all my Subscribestar peeps, Matt317, that's his Twitch channel name, support him there, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Ron, The Beer Guru, and ZK-Man. Thank you, K-Man, as well, and you can find him at xtheboundaries.co, and thanks to all of my Subscribestar members. And lastly, to my Locals members, Locals has definitely been hopping a lot more recently. Uh, shout out to Miss 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 Minnesota hockey fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad Dog. Mad Dog? UAB Mad Dog. Mike Jackson for the win. Brett D90. And the amazing lawyer Robert Barnes. Thank y'all for supporting me over on Locals. And an extra special shout out to newer members Joey Horn, who is back once again, and the Empress of the Universe, Tina be. And if you want your name shouted out vocally at the end of every single live stream and video, make sure that you support me over on Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals, and you can find out more information about it on those websites and check out the top link in the video description below if you want to find out more about how to get that, access to podcasts that I do with John the Flick Flickinger, and also how to be featured on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream, which I do once a month with my Chosen of Valhalla members, and it's always a lot of fun. Anyway, that's going to be it for me today. You guys all have an amazing rest of your day. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Beautiful people, and as always, God bless.